seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill Parmentier of W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin with Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia with Custom Marketing Solutions. And together we make up the Marketing Marketing Essentials Essentials team. team. So today we're starting a news series called My Favorite Tools, where we're going to talk about some of the tools that each of us use to do what we do, some of our favorite software and how we use it and make the most of it. So today we're going to be focusing on Alicia and some of her favorite tools that she uses in her business. See, all Alicia, all the time show, right? Yeah, this is all about Alicia today. Well, you know, just before we started, she was doing that selfie thing, so I guess... Well, you know, being in the social media field, you gotta you gotta have your selfie game on point. I guess yeah, I'm in trouble because I am not good with selfies. That's okay. It's but, you're not in social media. Good point. <laughs> Valid point. Anyway, everyone needs social media. Unfortunately, it's a necessary evil these days, right? That's true. I guess it depends. So, Alicia, what are some of the tools that you use in your everyday business? Okay. So just to give you a little bit of a background, we are a social media agency. We run things such as Facebook campaigns, um, social uh, Instagram, and we do do Twitter, LinkedIn, and we do the community management, which is the everyday regular posting. And we also do a lot, a lot of the, the paid advertising on Facebook. So these tools are what we use within my agency for our clients. And there's two ways you can look at this podcast. They can be tools that you use if you're doing your own social media campaigns or if you run an agency and you're looking for some really time-saving, clever tools to help you get things done for your clients. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was looking at your list and there's even a couple here that I take advantage of, so there's a little bit of crossover. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't even have to be just for social media. Um, I'll explain each tool, so I listed out a few. And by you know, this is by no means an all-inclusive list. I think I even thought of a few, quite a few more um, after I did this list, but I would say these are our top tools and, and things you could use for your social media and some of your just general marketing tasks. So should I just jump right in? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. go for it. All right. The first one is Canva. And you know, as I talk about these, we'll list out the links to all of them. So don't worry about the spelling or anything like that. But essentially, and I've used Canva before, I think we did like a live pod, or not a live podcast, but a recording of me using Canva. Mm-hmm. I, think it, I think it was one of the early podcasts when we were doing the video. Mm-hmm. I think we had uh, some video of you showing how to use it, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So Canva. It's a simple image creation tool for uh, social media. And, well, you could create many different types of images on Canva. However, we use it for basically creating simple social media elements or things for our email campaigns. It is by no means a way to replace your professional graphic designer. So you're safe um, for now, Justin. <laughs> yeah. No, he's always no, going to be safe because <laughs> we fine. do not use Canva to the extent where we're creating brochures or one sheets or um, sophisticated elements for websites that need that professional graphic design touch. But social media moves fast, right? Like you need to get things up there pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So we use Canva as a tool to pop an image in, do like an overlay, Put a lo- even just pop a logo on it so that the it's branded under the client's name. 
it's really, it's an image creation tool, kind of like a very, very simple Photoshop. Yeah. And I, and I've uh, played around with it and Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with it. And I have to agree with you. I think, you know, to retain a a professional graphic designer for your social media images uh, probably wouldn't be the most uh, efficient use of your time or your budget. The key elements in your imagery would be to make sure that they're properly branded. So as long as you have the client's logos and if you have a particular color palette, make sure to incorporate those. But I think Canva is great. It's a, it's a great tool for quickly putting together imagery for social media. And like you said, social media is fast and furious and temporary. So, you know, none of this stuff is permanent. You know, it has a shelf life to it. Yeah, and Canva, like you said, Justin, so if your client has their style guide, you can create separate folders on Canva so each client can have their folder of different images that are stored and you can keep their colors on file, their logo on file, and that way you have that consistent brand look. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it's a great tool. And that is free, by the way. Most of these tools are free. And is there a paid version of that one too or is it just just Actually, yeah, if you want to do the separate files, it's an upgrade. And then you get some extra benefits if you do the paid, the paid version of Canva. But start using it for free. Is there in-app advertising? Because they must have a, a monetizing model of some sort. So I think the way they make money is you can buy stock images through them. Okay. Yeah. So we, we spend some money through them for those stock images. Do be very careful how you use those stock images. Bill has spoken about you know the rights of using stock images before... And getting in trouble. Are you chuckling over there? What are you doing? I, I was. Are you on social media while I'm speaking? No, Every no. time someone <laughs> says stock photography, he cringes. Yeah, I was. No, Bill gets his, yeah. You know, I, I, I've said it before. There are there are good places for stock photography, right. but they're few and far between. As far and as you know, the advantage of using something like Canva is as long as you're using the stock photography that's within the program, you don't have to worry about rights, you know, because true, you true. know that Canva has vetted all of that. So anything that you use in there has already been you know, licensed, and you don't have to wonder, like, is someone going to send me an email saying, hey, you stole our image? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's Canva in a nutshell. And there's other ones out there. Like, I think Ripple is one, R-I-P-L yeah, or something I've, like I've that. Yeah, I've seen Ripple before. I, I prefer Canva, and I only use it on desktop. I don't try to mess with it on my phone. I don't have the patience. So Well, yeah, I mean, you're looking at... <laughs> what a one inch by one inch square on your phone trying to right. figure it yeah. out. Yeah. And I guess the last um, thing I like about Canva is that it will preset the sizes for you. So if you're creating a Facebook ad or you're creating a, a social media, like an Instagram post or a um, Facebook cover, it's the sizes are preset. So you don't have to That's worry about that. That's very helpful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very helpful. So no, nice quick way out to get some, some images out there for your social media. All right. So number two on your list is... Sprout Social. I feel like I should be going number two. <laughs> you can do a voiceover at the can end. Can I do that later? I'll <laughs> cut it. I'll, I'll put a big deep voice number. We'll be two. sending out a long distance dedication later in this podcast. Thank you, Casey Case. Okay. All right. so, Sprout Social. All right. So what is what is Sprout Social? Yeah. So I should have labeled this one as more of like a social media management platform or tool. And this is going to be something like Sprout Social is one, Buffer, Hootsuite. These are the big ones. There's a few. Uh, there's a lot of others out there. So I've used Hootsuite and it's pretty it's pretty cheap. Like it's not a lot of money. And basically you can use it to schedule out your posts on several different channels. So everything from LinkedIn to Twitter mm-hmm. to Facebook, whatever it and is. And Hootsuite does have a free account for up to, what is it, three 
separate social accounts you can use, I think it is. I think so. And I think after that, it's like 19 bucks Yeah, it's, or it's really mm. So this is a, an efficiency tool then. Yeah. And then the other end of it is Sprout Social, which we do the agency platform, which is, it's, it's a big cost to my agency, but it's worth it because beyond just the scheduling, it allows us to do things like reporting, social listening. We can store our graphics within Sprout Social. So it has like these extra features that, mm you know, as an agency, these are costs that we occur and the clients get the benefit. Sure, sure. So now you're, you're using Sprout Social for, for your clients as well, not just for your own marketing. Yes, correct. So okay. all our clients are within Sprout Social so we can monitor their analytics and it just does automated reports and we do our scheduling through that now. I used to use Hootsuite. But either way, whether you're DIYing and you're a one-man show or you're um, an in-house marketing person or you're an agency, I recommend having some type of social media scheduling tool because Facebook, you can schedule on the page, but other channels like LinkedIn and Instagram, you don't want to have to be going in every single day and making sure there's some content on your pages. So yeah, mm. it helps. It's a time saver. Sure. We, we use it for marketing essentials too. <clears throat> yeah. See, I just learned something new. I didn't know we used it. <laughs> That's why we have Alicia here. This otherwise... is all the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know. Yeah, I can do the tech stuff. Don't get me right. Don't try to get me caught up in that stuff. All right. Anyway. So number three on the list is get more reviews, which that's the name of the software. Yeah. So this is something oh, again. I thought, I thought. <laughs> you thought it was a directive. I, I looked at the notes and go, "Oh, she wants us to make sure we get more reviews." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably why they chose that name. And there's um, some other software out there, like I think Podium is one. But I recommend that any local business, any large business, any agency use this for their clients. And essentially, it is a software that enables you to do drip campaigns and increase the number of reviews that you get on your channel. So you can use Yelp. You can have um, Facebook Connect it. You can have Google Connect it. Is this a paid service also? This one is paid. Okay. Yeah, this one is paid. A lot of the others are free. I'm looking down the list here. This one is paid. Um, however, the benefits outweigh the cost. It's just a no-brainer sure. to yeah. have a system in place. So how it works, this is how Get More Reviews works. And they're a great company, by the way. I Their customer service is on point, probably because they realize the value of reviews. Mm -hmm. And so you upload, like say you're a, a physical therapist office or something of that nature, a dental office. You upload your customer list each week. And the software that Get More Reviews replies will allow you to filter out your new patients and send them a little questionnaire and an email. How was your experience with us? Was it good? Was it bad? If it's bad, then your your internal staff is alerted so that you can address that issue before that customer leaves a negative review, potentially harming your online reputation. Mm -hmm. And also, um, if it's good, that step would be great. We're so glad you enjoyed your experience here. Would you be willing to leave a few words on Yelp, Google, Facebook, whatever? Um, doctors have like health grades. Lawyers have, I think there's one out there, like I uh, can't remember the name, but um, Angie's List is one for home services. You right. can tie these review software services to any online review service out there. And they also provide reputation uh, management or listening, I should say, monitoring. So if somebody does leave a review about your business, you'll get an alert instantly instead of having to go to Yelp and look, having mm -hmm. to go to Google and, and you know sign up for the alert. I just went to go look it up and uh, 
like most of these type of softwares, they do give you a free trial so you can try it out and see if it works right. for you. So Yeah, if you're going to try it, have your customer list ready to go. And it's going to, you're going to set up a drip campaign. It's a little bit of um, upfront work, but it's it's so worth it. And I just tell all my clients, I think I'm just going to make them do this. I'm not even going to ask them because <laughs> online it's reviews are so now. important. Yeah, you know, right. it's like making people eat their vegetables. And so we've started, like all our customers, we've started using this software for um, have increased their amount of online reviews in just months and increased not only the number of reviews, but increase the the positive num the positive ranking. Nice. So I've and had imagine, people go from like two point three to like five star. Wow, nice. well that's great. And and I'm I can see where this would be helpful in responding to reviews as well because uh, I know you talked in one of our earlier podcasts about being very important that you have a short response time. You know, because mm -hmm. it, it shows that your up on this and that you're ready to respond to clients when they, sure, sure. you know, have a review. And if they get a give you a bad review it gives you a chance to respond to that quickly too if you need to stomp out a fire absolutely so the faster you can respond the better chances of calming a unhappy customer and also looking you know great in the public eye because people can see that you took the time to respond almost you know i'll say instantly but within 24 hours but if someone sees like a negative review from like 19 99 yeah. <laughs> review sites weren't even a thing then if someone sees like a negative <laughs> review from like last week and there's no response even that kind of looks bad sure you sure. know so get out there and respond and okay. get more reviews is a nice system to just have everything filtered right into your email so you know exactly when those good and bad reviews are happening okay so number four on the list mail email mailchimp yes. mailchimp is free up until a certain point so it's um and I think Constant Contact has a free version as well. There's Active Campaign. There's all these different email uh, platforms out there. Mm -hmm. We work with MailChimp inside our agency. And it also can be used as a mini CRM in the sense that you can segment your list and well, keep your contacts. Hold on. I got to ding the, uh, the, the oh, yes. industry we, jargon bell we here. Ding, 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 ding. We still need to get so, so let's back up. So MailChimp is email. a email marketing Piece of software uh, yep. similar to Constant Contact or Active Campaign. Yep. And this allows you to set up a mailing list of clients, potential clients, and regularly send them uh, your information. Right. Okay. Didn't you say, Justin, that you just got through going through all your contacts and segmenting them into different lists? Well, I did go through all my contacts and I categorized them, yes. I haven't yeah. segmented them out into lists for email marketing yet, but that's the next step. Yeah, if they're yeah. categorized, now you'll just kind of separate them onto different Excel sheets and upload them into the systems that they need to be in. Right. And so you mentioned that MailChimp has recently begun to offer some CRM capability. Now we got to explain what CRM is. Right. So CRM is a customer retention, retention. management yeah. tool. And these, I'm not, I, I don't want to go too far into the CRM world because that is oh, not you get lost that's really a whole podcast yeah that's right. a whole podcast. but it just man it allows you to sort of manage your client database mm -hmm. um, and stay in touch with them and do things like put them in different segmented lists for mailing out uh, yeah. information to them okay I would say the biggest player out there just to kind of give people an idea of what a CR one of the CRMs is uh, Salesforce is really big within enterprise and mm -hmm. large corporations. Then you have smaller ones like There's a ton HubSpot. of small ones out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. HubSpot for the you rest of us. Because I used to use HoneyBook. Now I use Tave, which is yeah. geared more towards creatives. But And then you use... I'm HubSpot, yeah. And yeah. I use Agile. 
Well, that's what we were using. Well, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the nice thing is there's so many different ones out there that you can almost customize what you, what you need. Right. right. You don't need to right. stick with one. But, but what I'm seeing, though, is like with MailChimp, you know, started out as email marketing. Now they're starting to offer some CRM yeah, yeah, yeah. services. Add-on stuff. Yeah. I noticed right. that HubSpot is now getting into email marketing. Mm-hmm. So yes. I think they're all tied you know, together. A, a year down the road or so, they're probably not going to be much of a line of demarcation between email marketing software and CRM as they're just going to mm-hmm. start to blend together more and more. Right, because email marketing is a big way to manage your you know, CRM stands for customer retention management. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to retain that contact with people through mm-hmm. email Absolutely. and outbound marketing or or content that leads to inbound marketing? So I guess my advice is if you're just getting started and your head is spinning with all these different CRM uh, options and you're just, you can waste months figuring out a mm-hmm. good CRM. Literally just start segmenting your contacts within MailChimp and start emailing people on a regular basis with relevant and useful content. So I'm not talking sales. Don't blast them with promotional stuff. Talk about information within the industry that is relevant to them. Talk about um, tips and things that could help them. And uh, just, you know, don't make it salesy. But use MailChimp to segment those lists and get an email out once a week, if that's too much, even once a month, to stay in touch with your database. Nice. So, number five, mini bots. Uh, mini, mini chat, excuse me. Mini yeah. chat. I mini saw the chat. word bots. <laughs> yeah, so chat bots <laughs> is the general name for these. Again, I kind of listed these tools out like the specific ones I use within my agency, but the, I'll put the genre <clears throat> up there too. So, chat bots are big for social media, and they're a way basically to answer some frequently asked questions within your Facebook Messenger. You can have them sit on your website. If people are coming into your website and they don't want to fill out a form and wait to get back to you, wait for someone to get back to you, um, to them, then a bot can sit there and this can you know trigger a conversation. And so I like ManyChat. Um, I did set up a bot. I did get back to set up a bot with um, Byron from the Riddle Byron, Room. Yeah, yeah. So how's he, that working? He, he's using it. I'll have to check in with him. And you can set them up to go with a paid campaign. So if someone comments on the ad, it will bump them into a conversation. And the bot will basically pick up the, the, I guess the dialogue is the word. And you can just have them sit within Messenger. So if somebody just messages your page and is asking, you know, do you guys cater? Do you guys do this type of service? Yeah, are you open on the Mm. weekends? Whatever it may be. The bot can direct them to the right place on your website or direct them to call for more information or answer their questions right there. And, you know, bots are going to be the hot thing. And for 2019, if you go back and listen to our Trends podcast, uh, bots is one of the things that you spent some time talking about and how in 2019, they're just going to be more and more prevalent mm-hmm. and, and become more sophisticated. So definitely important to keep those in mind. So number six, Pixel Helper. Okay, so this is a really simple one. The Facebook Pixel sits on your website and it's a code that allows... Uh, you to retarget people and every and it, it stores data on who's coming to your website. So the sooner you get the pixel on your website, the sooner Facebook can can start to learn and collect data about who your audience is. Therefore, when you want to do advertising, it can be done more efficiently. And this is if you maybe you're not planning on doing advertising right now on Facebook, but or Instagram, but if you just put the pixel on there, it's going to help you. And so install the Pixel Helper 
on your Google, it's a Google Chrome extension. And I'll, I'll give you instructions on how to install the pixel on your website. You can always work with your developer, but then also install the Google Chrome extension in your browser. And this will detect if your Facebook pixel is always working properly, because as we know, code breaks. And you can also see if other businesses are using the Facebook pixel. So here's an agency tip. If you run another agency, a social media agency, go to people's websites with the Pixel Helper. You can pretty much always see if the Pixel is operable or installed. So you can spy on somebody else's page? Yeah, you can see any website that has a Pixel. You'll know if you're being Pixel. You will know if you are being Pixeled because you're visiting a specific website. <laughs> Have you been Pixeled today? You've been Pixeled. I got Pixeled a lot in college. Uh, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> so, so install, it's kind of a cool tool. It's a free little Google Chrome extension and it will let you see if the pixel is on the website and this is a prospecting tool for agencies because if you are on a business website and they do not have the pixel that provides a great talking point to reach out to them and say hey it looks like you don't have a pixel on your website that's a problem so that actually leads us in i'm going to combine the next two uh leads us into business manager ads manager for facebook as well as google analytics now these are these can be deep, deep topic, oh, yeah. topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe just talk a little bit about you know why these are important and how you utilize them. Right. So basically, we use Business Manager and Ads Manager within Facebook to create ads. And if you're boosting your post, you don't want to do this. You want to use this tool, Business Manager, Ads Manager. I'll provide a link and instructions on how you can set this up. But this is going to allow you to set your ads up more effectively and have a deeper understanding of what's working and a good view, a dashboard view of your analytics. So you can see numbers like click-through rates, cost per click, a ton of data. That's where that pixel is going to come into play as well. Yes, this can all be a very big rabbit hole. Same thing with Google Analytics. This one is a little bit more intimidating from for me coming from the Facebook world, but essentially it's data. And we've talked about data being a big deal. I believe we talked about data being a big deal. Uh, we've talked about it. Yeah, quite it's always often, a big yeah. deal. Yeah. So you can see, you know, who's coming to your web, not who like by person, but you can see the numbers, where they're coming from, their genders, their ages, what pages they're going to on your website, how long they're staying on your website. Um, and this is going to give you a deeper understanding of what content people are looking for and a little bit more insight into who your audience is. It's also going to give you data to work with should you be running paid campaigns through Google or Facebook. Yeah, might be a, another future podcast just talking about Google Analytics alone. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's a deep well. Yeah. 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 So it's simple to install. Again, you might want to work with your website developer. I will in- provide instructions so that you can install mm-hmm. it on your website and then... Um, there's some. I think I have a link on how you can read the analytics. Yeah, and some depending on the the uh, site manager that you're using, like Square Squarespace is an easy setup for Google mm-hmm. Analytics. It takes like thirty seconds even right. for somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. But it's yeah. you know it's one thing to have the data, uh, yeah, at your fingertips. It's another thing to know what to do with the data. Sure, sure. Right, how to put it to use for your business. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I would you know we're going over this list and we're you know talking about Alicia's favorite tools. And I think for some of these things, you know, like Canva, you can just go out and start playing around with it, decide if it's right for you. Some of these other things here, like Business Manager and Google Analytics, probably require a conversation. Mm -hmm. So my recommendation, you know, if you start to feel like you're getting into deep water with any of these, uh, definitely give Alicia a call. Yeah. And or better yet, even hire her because this or can, hire her, yeah, because this could be but a very even, <laughs> a, long even a short conversation. I think can help someone determine if this is right for them. And sure. if it is, then definitely uh, you know, work with Alicia. But 
uh, I think. Thanks for the plug, Bill. Anytime. I'm there for you. <laughs> I'm there for you. Well, sometimes it, you know, it helps to be able to talk to an expert like yourself and say, uh, you know, here's what I want to do. What do you think is the right thing for what I want to do? Well, on yeah. top of that, you're also looking at the, here's a list of, you know, 10 things. Mm-hmm. As the average business owner, that can get overwhelming real quick. You look oh, at it and go, absolutely. how am I going to keep on top of that and still do my business? Right. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it, it may make sense to hire somebody to do it. But anyway. Yeah. So I think we'll, we'll wrap up on the list here with this uh, last one, Facebook Creative Hub. Okay, yeah. So this is a nice way if you are thinking about running ads on Facebook, um, you can go into the Creative Hub and it gives you like ideas of different ads that you can set up. So there's like carousels, there's video ads, there's canvas ads, not to be confused with Canva, Mm -hmm. the marketing image tool, but canvas within Facebook are a certain uh, type of ad. I I saved one the other day, so I'll give you guys an example. Yeah, those can be very specific as far as the the requirements too. Mm -hmm. So you really want to look into that before you start putting together whatever type of media you're putting together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to do a landscape photo and find out you need you know, a portrait-style right. photo. So something yeah. to keep in mind. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're going to set a campaign live, you can go directly into Ads Manager and you can start um, setting it up within Ads Manager. Mm-hmm. But there's a chance you'll lose it unless you're setting the campaign live at that very second. So um, Creative Hub, in addition to giving you inspiration and ideas on how you can set your ads up, allows you to save the ad so when you're ready to go live, if you just want to play around with it, maybe show it to your staff or show it to your client and give different ideas of what's going, what could work, that Creative Hub is a really fun tool. And now, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, the Creative Hub's fairly new, right? Isn't that something that just recently came Gee, out? you're putting me on the spot there because I don't know the answer to that one. But I want to say maybe in the last year and a half. Oh, okay. Because I've just recently started to see more advertising on Facebook for the Creative Hub. Mm. Yeah, like, they're, on a, they're on an initiative. I've noticed too, Bill, like things like they're promoting getting businesses to their course, yeah. getting businesses into the creative side of it. I wonder how much that of that is when they heard all you know the businesses start going, hey, you know, you really worked to tighten things down so that people saw only what they wanted to see and you kind of alienated all the businesses. And now they may be kind of backtracking a little bit going, hey, these are our advertisers that you uh, know are going to be helping support Facebook going forward. We got to yeah. do something with it. I think Facebook did about 13 billion last year in ads. So, um, yeah, you don't want to you really don't want to tick off the people that are buying those, buying those ads. Mm. Yeah, Facebook, they, they're they an interesting company to follow. You think? <laughs> Them and Google, there's so much going on there that is behind the scenes that we don't even hear well, about. Google's trying to own the world, so it's just... You know, yeah. I, for one, welcome our new overlords. <laughs> uh, hail, hail Google. Right. All hail Google. Uh, yeah. So I thought Apple was going to be there for a while, well, but I'm not so sure. You know, they're, they're still... Yeah, yeah, they're still a player, but honestly, I mean, between Google, Amazon, and Facebook, it's like I'm not sure which one's going to take over. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure which one either. But they they're all very powerful players when it comes to digital marketing mm-hmm. and media. Absolutely. So now going forward, uh, I should say going forward. I should say summarizing. Yeah. If you're a business that is looking to uh, utilize some of these tools. What's the best way to get started? Start with one a week and start playing around with it. I can't say like if I had to choose one out of the nine, one is more important than the other. But yeah, because I love them all and there's way more that I love. But I'd say that I think a lot of businesses look at like Google Analytics and they're like, oh, I'm so small. Why do I even need that? Mm. Well, you know what? If you have plans to grow, then get started now because you're just going to be ahead of the game. And having that data stored up 
is just so key in the digital marketing sure. world. Sure. So. And then working with somebody who can help you interpret that data that's and the key. put it to good use, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where someone like Alicia comes in. It will save you money too in the long run if you if you can get started. So half the cost for me when I'm working with a client is like, oh, they don't have MailChimp set up. They don't have a business manager set up. They don't have their Pixel installed. They don't have Google Analytics. So we're literally starting at square one for them. So not only does that put us behind the eight ball in like having the campaign data ready to go, but we're also doing a lot of setup work. So I'll, I'll cut I'll cut costs. Like I'll, I'll quote less money for the the projects and the retainers. When they have this stuff ready sure. for me, makes it, it easier for time. you. Yeah, yeah. you're not yeah. going to spend hours upon hours putting everything together for them. Yes, and it's very so, tedious. Here's a tip: if you want to work with Alicia, get your stuff together before you call her. <laughs> Did you want to use a different word there? Yeah, is this is a family podcast. It's a family really? podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, no, family but it, I, I think this uh, list is going to be very helpful yeah. because some people just don't know where to start. You know, and they're like, "Well, I've heard of this program and that program, but I'm not sure." you know, which one's better. And I think this is a good primer for people that, you know, want to do DIY, their marketing, and at some point realize that, "Mm, I probably need some help and assistance, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. we'll provide links to all these things and a couple, like, how-to guides on the more in-depth um, those, those are going the uh, the secret end of the thing, right? The how to <laughs> yeah, guys. we're gonna yeah. ask you for your email. Be, <laughs> whenever time I say secret, you laugh because I, I can never think of what word to use. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, we do. We we include bonus content with some of our podcast episodes, and yeah, this is an ideal we'll definitely candidate. include the links as part Absolutely. of our show notes. But um, the bonus content will probably be some of those how to guides. Yeah. And all we ask for is your email, uh, and then you get access to not only that bonus content, but all the bonus content that we've put up. We, we yeah. promise to only spam you about 15 times a day, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. We even joke about that. I know. People get so concerned. <laughs> What's going to happen is your name is going to go into our MailChimp, and there we will send you useful and relevant yes. content. Yeah, I was kidding, obviously. Right. But <laughs> no, I mean, you, it's definitely worthwhile to give us your email address. We don't send emails that often, just and enough then, to let you know yeah. what's going on. We'll look at our Google Analytics and we'll see if you're reading it or not. Ah, that's big, right. Big Brother is watching and, always. And we'll check if you have a pixel. We will, absolutely. <laughs> on an email? No, on their I, website. I'm just, I'm just tossing Uh-oh. things around now. I he just used, wants to use the keywords. Yes. So like, gotta We're going to pixel you. <laughs> So, okay, with that, right, I think we are done for this yeah. podcast episode. Yeah, thanks uh, so much for putting this list together, Alicia. Yes. No, thank you. And as, and as always, thank you for uh, joining us. All right, so that's to it for today. Office. That's it for today. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.